This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, NTL sports fans, to another edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilbur, glad to be back with you here after a week's hiatus. Uh, last week, uh, things got pretty crazy on the broadcast side of things, so unfortunately, didn't have the time to uh, work out a podcast. But this week, we are back, and uh, you know, with the weather kind of uh, playing some tricks this week, had the ability to finally sit down, catch up with some athletes, and uh, we'll get some good information out here this week as well. Got Got some great interviews coming up for you as uh, we are going to talk with two of the premier senior athletes in the Northern Tier League basketball uh, scenarios this season as uh, we will talk with Tawanda Senior Paige Manchester on the girls' side and Troy Senior Ty Barrett on the boys' side. That's right. So looking forward to catching up with uh, two of the more stellar seniors this year uh, in the Northern Tier League. Obviously, those two are going to have something to say about Player of the Year honors uh, when those come out here towards the end of the year so uh, definitely happy to catch up with both of them and uh, you'll hear from them coming up here a little bit later on in the podcast also this week hey it is district duels time for wrestling you know what that means it's time to call in the expert the wrestling aficionado the correspondent who I like to call uh, PA Power Wrestling's uh, diamond in the rough that's right Mitch Rupert he's going to be along here uh, coming up a little bit later on in the podcast as well to talk about the upcoming quarterfinal round round action for district duels so uh, as that uh, comes your way here in just a little while we'll look forward to that but I want to get uh, the podcast started this week kind of uh, recapping uh, the NTL standings, where we are right now as far as the district standings go as well uh, for basketball uh, because, you know, it's been uh, uh, a couple of weeks, I guess, and, uh, you know, time to kind of catch things up here where we are as far as the uh, NTL standings go uh, on the girls' side and as far as districts go as well. So let's start with the girls' side here uh, on the uh, NTL side. Uh, In the large school division right now, undefeated in league play is Tawanda. They sit right now 14-3 overall. They are 13-0 in league play. Right behind them, the upstart Troy Lady Trojans. That's right. Troy right now, 9-5 overall on the season. 8-3 in the league. They've got a big matchup coming up with Athens next week in the blackout next Thursday. So that could definitely be uh, an interesting one to keep an eye on here as the season's uh, dwindling down towards the postseason. Uh, also, uh, you've got Athens in the mix as well. Well, in third, they're ten and five overall, seven and four in the league. Wellsboro at eight and seven, and seven and four in league play right now. You've got uh, Y Lucing and North Penn Mansfield rounding out the large school division there for the girls. Let's now go to the small school division. Northeast Bradford right now, the catalyst of the small schools. They are 16-3 overall, 12-1 in league play. Behind them, you've got the Lady Warriors of Canton. Coach Aylesworth doing a great job with this group this season. Right now, Canton sitting at 10-8 overall. They are 6-5 in the league. North Penn Liberty sitting at third uh, at 5-10 in the uh, overall standings. Four and six in the league, and then uh, Williamson, Kalineski Valley, and Sayre rounding out the small school division there uh, for the uh, girls' side of things. So let's take it now to the boys' side. We will uh, go to the boys' basketball standings here as uh, we check out how things are going on that side. In the large school division, Troy, via a big win over Wellsboro the other night, they have now staked their claim in the lead of the large school division. They are 13-3 and three overall, 9-1. and one in the league. Wellsboro right now 13 and 3 overall and 10 and 2 in the league. Now Athens, the lone team to have defeated Troy in league play right now. Uh, they are 12 and 5 overall, 9 and 2 in the league. Uh, they'll get a second crack at Troy uh, sometime uh, next week or uh, maybe after uh, they were supposed to play uh, Friday night this week, but uh, due to weather, that's not going to happen. So uh, Athens and Troy will have to wait to uh, muck it up yet again uh, later on this season. Thank you. 
Uh, North Penn Mansfield, 10 and 5 right now overall. They are 7 and 4 in the league. Tawanda and Williamson, uh, you know, the uh, rounding out there of the large school side. But uh, big credit to Tawanda and uh, Coach Landon Henry. Definitely going to take some time, try to catch up with him uh, sometime this season as well. He's done a great job uh, getting this Tawanda Black Knights squad going this season. Yes, they're five games under 500, but I'll tell you what, uh, that Tawanda team has battled in every game they've played this year so definitely uh, I want to give a shout out there to the Black Knights uh, you know even though uh, they sit five and ten and four and seven they've been a battling team this year uh, throughout the NTL season uh, down to the small school division right now where you've got Y losing overall at 12 and six they are 10 and three in the league you've got Canton right behind them at 13 and four they are eight and four in the league North Penn Liberty sitting at 10 and seven six and six in the league Canton of course still with games at both uh, Y losing and at home with North Penn Liberty still to come. Northeast Bradford, Kalineski Valley, and Sayre rounding out uh, the NTL small school division there as well. So, I mean, kind of uh, getting a, a little bit of a glimpse here at uh, how the league is uh, shaping up right now. Uh, let's go now to the district side of things. Uh, we'll go to the girls basketball standings here for the postseason and uh, we'll see where uh, we sit now with uh, all of our teams here uh, from the Northern Tier League. Uh, right now you've got Northeast Bradford in the AA girls side sitting as the four seed. Canton area if the season ended today would be the eighth seed in AA. On to AAA where right now it is Tawanda leading the way there. They are the four seed at 14 and three. Uh, the Troy Lady Trojans sit as the five seed. They are nine and five. Well who is over 500 would be the seventh seed right now at eight and seven and now going on to the 4a side of things where the Athens Lady Wildcats right now uh, sitting 11 and five via the district standings uh, sit in the fourth seed so Athens uh, looking to hopefully continue their string of uh, putting together uh, district berths uh, here in the basketball side. Alright, let's now flip the script. We will go over to the boys side of things on the basketball side. So let's go to the boys basketball standings here for District 4. Uh, right now in the Class A side, North Penn Liberty right now sitting at 10-7. and seven. They would be the three seed heading into the district playoffs right now. In the 2A bracket you've got Canton right now leading the way. They are 13-4. and four. They would be the top seed if the playoffs start today. Wailusing sitting in the four spot and let's see here. Looks like that would be uh, all from the Northern Tier League in the district playoffs right now in AA. On to the 3A side where Wellsboro right now sits as the two seed via the power rankings. They're 13-3. and three. Troy 3 at 13-3 and three. and also North Penn Mansfield sitting at the sixth spot uh, at a 10-4 uh, mark. So yes, that's where we sit uh, right now on the boys side in triple a and then in 4a Athens right now 12 and 5 via the power ranking sit as the four seed as well so that's what we've got uh, as far as the basketball side of things goes uh, as far as standings and such uh, for the uh, regular season and postseason right now we're going to take a quick break in the action when we come back hey we're going to talk uh, district duels we'll get that going for you and of course uh, we're going to welcome in Mitch Rupert from uh, PA Power Wrestling and more coming up here as well a little bit later on but first let's take a quick break we'll thank Circle W Sports and when we come back we're going to talk district duels the opening round we'll do that next after this quick timeout here on the NTL Now podcast growing up in a small town it's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed it's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might have thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports.
Welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Shane Wolver here with you. So thankful to have all of you along. Of course, no matter how you are listening via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, of course, Spotify, or from the ntlsports.com website. Always glad to have you along as well. Remember, follow the NTL Now podcast on Facebook and Instagram by searching NTL Now podcast and, of course, on Twitter at NTL Now pod. Well, let's roll into district duels this week for wrestling, of course, the uh, championship action starting on uh, Wednesday night this past week with the round of 16. That, of course, would set the field for what will be our quarterfinals that will begin uh, coming up Saturday at Milton. So let's dive into the uh, opening round of the districts, or should we say uh, the Sweet 16, as we like to call it here. But uh, yeah, in the uh, Class AA field, of course, you had Benton as the top seed. Uh, they defeated Muncie 69-4. Uh, an NTL team in action, uh, the eighth seed Athens Wildcats. They took on a very stingy South Williamsport Mountaineer team. Athens, unfortunately, did not find their way to Milton this Saturday. South Williamsport, the ninth seed, knocks off Athens 39-28. However, uh, an interesting factor in that matchup, uh, Athens' Caden Setzer uh, found himself in a tussle with uh, top-ranked in the state at 126, Bobby Gardner of South Williamsport. Kudos to Caden Setzer uh, for his battle with uh, Gardner in that matchup. Uh, Gardner would come away with some points late to upend Setzer by a score of 9-8, to eight, but for Setzer to get a matchup like that and battle so close to the postseason, that is huge for him, and I think that's going to be something uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on uh, how he performs now towards the postseason because getting a, a, a matchup like that uh, against Bobby Gardner and uh, getting a uh, just getting that experience, I think, is something huge. So uh, even though uh, South Williamsport advances, I think that's a positive note to kind of take away out of that matchup from this uh, past Wednesday. Uh, one NTL team that did find their way onto the round of eight at Milton this Saturday, uh, the Tawanda Black Knights downing Milton by a score of 51 to 19. So now Tawanda as the five seed, they are on to Milton this week. Uh, their opponent coming up on Saturday will be the 13 seed Warrior Run Defenders. That's right, Warrior Run upending the fourth seeded Lewisburg Dragons. So Warrior Run via a 52-18 victory. Take down Lewisburg. They are now on to Milton where Tawanda will match up with them. But don't let the 13 seed number by Warrior Run fool you. Uh, Warrior Run, a team that is uh, very deep. Uh, a team, I believe, that already has a victory over Tawanda this season already. So these two teams uh, pretty much already uh, in the know with each other. So I think it's a good scouting edge. And I think, uh, you know, for the Black Knights moving forward, this right here is a uh, big opportunity for them uh, for a little bit of redemption, but uh, Warrior Run obviously coming to make a statement as well on Saturday. All right, our second NTL team that will be making its way to Milton, the third-seeded Canton Warriors. Canton, although losing to Montoursville on Tuesday, bounce back on Wednesday. They get a 53-15 win over Mount Carmel uh, in the round of 16, so they will now advance on, and coincidentally, they're going to get a rematch with Montour after Montoursville wins over Hughesville by a score of 48-18. So now both of these teams uh, get ready for the rematch coming up on Saturday. All right, now let's go to the bottom tier of this round of 16 where it was 7th-seeded Southern Columbia taking down 10th-seeded Wyalusing. The Rams uh, picked up some victories uh, here and there in this matchup, but overall Southern Columbia just uh, too stout in the middle of their lineup as they come up with the win over the Rams 38 18. So Southern Columbia now advancing on where they will take on second seeded Montgomery. Montgomery, of course, uh, a 59-9 winner over Sugar Valley Rural Charter. So uh, a big matchup. Lots of interesting storylines heading into this round of eight for the quarterfinals coming up on Saturday at Milton. Of course, don't forget, to remember, if you are heading to Milton on Saturday, remember, get online now. Go to PIAA D4.net. Get 
your tickets uh, online. That's the way you have to order them if you are planning on attending the quarterfinals and championship finals as well uh, throughout the day. So, yes, get to PIAAD4.net, get your tickets ordered online, and uh, looking forward to seeing a strong NTL contingency uh, coming down to Milton on Saturday. So, with that, uh, you know, like I said, we've got a lot of interesting storylines coming into duels this weekend for the quarterfinals and beyond. I'm not going to hog all the uh, time to talk about that because I want to get the insights from Mitch Rupert from PA Power Wrestling. We're going to talk to him coming up after this quick timeout, so folks stick around. More wrestling talks around the corner right here on the NTL Now podcast. The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus. Surrounded by endless adventure, meet the faculty and current students. Connect with your personal admissions representative and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu slash visit. Welcome back here, folks, on the NTL Now podcast this week. As promised, I told you we would have the opportunity to talk some district duels with the man from PA Power Wrestling. It gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Mitch Rupert. Mitch, always fun to catch up with you when it's postseason wrestling time. Shane, it's not nice to lie to the people and tell them that this is a great pleasure to be able to talk to me because we, you and I both know you dread this moment every I, time I'm on. You know, you are speaking in false tongue because there is absolutely <laughs> nothing about interviewing you. Or sit there and say that you know I dread doing it. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll digress and uh, we'll we'll take some time here and uh, dive into the district duels world. All right, Mitch. So as we get ready to head into this Saturday, obviously the quarterfinals are set. Uh, you know, I'm curious. I was listening to uh, you and Frank Diamond do the uh, PA Power Wrestling uh, District Four podcast this week. Uh, I'm curious now, after seeing the round of 16, are, are there maybe uh, some curious storylines, maybe some uh, curious thoughts you have heading into this Saturday's quarterfinal round? Well, I, th I think the, the one that kind of sticks out to me the most, and it's, it's kind of a, a drum that Frank and I have been hitting since we've started the podcast, is Warrior Run. Um, you know, not that we didn't expect them to beat Lewisburg. Um, they're, they're probably misseeded as the 13th seed because they've wrestled a really tough schedule. Uh, they were two and five against the duels field, which means they've, they've wrestled. I think they've wrestled the five best teams. I think that are in the field. Um, but the way the bracket sits, they're going to have an opportunity to be a top four team in this tournament. And, and while I think Frank and I both thought this is a talented team, it's a very young team. Uh, I don't know that, a month ago, either one of us could have said, yeah, this is a top four in District 4 duels kind of team. But just the way the bracket falls, um, they've already beaten the Tawanda team that they're going to face Saturday morning. Uh, then they'll, they, they'll probably take a loss to Benton should they beat Tawanda again. But then they're going to drop down into the Constellations where they're going to wrestle uh, probably a Southern Columbia or a Canton team that I think they're capable of beating. And, and if they're capable of beating them uh, and they do beat them, they're, they're going to be in the third place match. So um, that's the one I'm kind of keeping my eye on because they're probably a year or two ahead of schedule. I don't know that they expected at this point that they would be, they would have this opportunity, but it's, it's right in front of them right now. I think what's interesting about this matchup with Tawanda is, and I went back and looked at their first matchup, I, I don't really know if there's really any play uh, in this matchup that uh, Coach Sexton really has uh, to kind of change matchups. Maybe, you know, he, he flips an Aiden Miller and a Bryant Green, maybe something like that. But, you know, I think for the most part, you're looking at pretty much just kind of a, a, a straight matchup again, uh, the way the first one went about. But I think what I like about this matchup coming up is this could be potentially what we are looking at as maybe like the finals of the District 4 duels, like maybe two years down the road here, being that these two teams are both uh, two of the youngest, I think, in District 4. That, that's something um, Frank and I have talked about just in our travels, um, you know, sitting around a, a media table somewhere and, and talking about that. You know, and after that first matchup, 
uh, with Warrior Run and Tawanda. I talked to both Jeremy Slider and uh, uh, I saw Bill Sexton last week at the Ultimate Warrior, and they both said the same thing. They both said, we just didn't show up. Like, we, we weren't there that day. That's not what we're capable of. So while I agree there isn't a whole lot of wiggle room in, in that result, uh, Shane, that I, I think Tawanda will show up better. Now, as I said to Frank on, on the District 4 podcast, um, is that enough to make up a 26-point difference? Probably not, um, but it's enough to make it a competitive duel. And I would be really surprised if Saturday morning, if it's not a competitive duel. But you're absolutely right. When you say this could be a District Duels finals matchup in two years, I, I am 100% on board with that thought. Another NTL team that's making its way to Milton on Saturday will be the Canton Warriors, obviously the third seed. Uh, interesting week for the Warriors. Uh, they start off the week on Tuesday against Montoursville. Now, uh, Canton went into that matchup uh, down Riley Parker and Mason Nelson. Now on Saturday, uh, after looking at the results against Mount Carmel, Parker and Nelson were back in the lineup Wednesday. I mean, uh, does does those two back in the lineup uh, change how you view this 3-6 matchup with Canton and Montoursville Saturday? More so Mason Nelson than, than Riley Parker because Canton still got a, one, uh, got a win at 189 even without Parker in the lineup uh, on Tuesday night. So I don't know that that changes anything. But I think Mason Nelson is, is capable of beating Gavin Farquharson um, from Montoursville heavyweight. And, and even if he just turns that into a decision, that's a nine-point swing right there. And that's the match, you know, because it was an eight-point match the first time around. And I, I think that was something I texted to you just after it happened. Um, you know, we've said, and, and you and I talked about it on, on my podcast a couple weeks ago, this Canton team is a better dual meet team than they are a tournament team. And that's playing out in front of our eyes right now. They're going to get an opportunity. I'm still surprised they wrestled that match with Montoursville on Tuesday night, but they're going to get an opportunity now to, to avenge that loss um, on Saturday morning. And, and that's probably going to be the best match of the first round. That's the one I'm going to have my eye on that in Southern Columbia and Montgomery, just because I think that's a really interesting matchup as well. But, but Canton and Montoursville is, is the most interesting one because of that heavyweight matchup. You know, and after watching that match live, I think something that stood out to me was uh, Canton is going to have to be, I think, on point, uh, you know, from 138 up, like Frank mentioned in your podcast, because down below, Montoursville is absolutely aggressive, uh, you know, uh, starting with Wenzel at, uh, you know, 113, and of course, uh, you've got Vogel in the mix there, and uh, also Kennedy, who also wrestled a really good match, so, I mean, it's going to be, I feel like the battle of two halves again uh between uh, you know the, the lightweights and the upperweights yeah absolutely and and uh uh even ryan aguire at 106 has been really nice um uh for montoursville down there and, and he gives them a little little depth right there david kennedy at 120 is a kid that doesn't get talked about nearly enough this is a top 10 ranked kid he's a freshman he was on pa power wrestling's top incoming freshman uh, of the season and, and he has lived up to the billing. Like, you go back to the first weekend of the season, he wrestled Derek Keene from Central Mountain, Central Mountain twice. Derek Keene is a, a – two years ago was a state eighth place finisher in AAA, and he pinned Keene twice in, in that top hat tournament. You know? So this kid is really good. So they're going to get their points down below. Canton's got to find a way to make up those points um, in the middle, and, and it's tough with, with Isaac Corey in there he's done a nice job um Caden Frame at, at, at 160 I think has close to 20 wins if not 20 wins this year you know so they're, they're gonna have Canton's gonna have to find a way to get some points there through the middle if they want to reverse the score I think another interesting point about district duels is, and something that you know happens every year, is this is the time of the year where you're starting to see guys uh, start to make their decisions where they're going to go once the individual postseason rolls around. So you know, there's guys who you know, without looking at weight sheets, we might not know are you know right at that point of dropping, which might provide teams a little more flexibility where we could see some matchups we didn't even think about. I mean, uh, does that add kind of a, a little more sizzle here to this weekend knowing that you know there's just so many uh different matchups and uh maybe some uh, interesting things at play that we don't know about yeah it, it really does and and 
you know, one of the first things I try to do Saturday morning when I get to Milton is get those weigh-in sheets because those weigh-in sheets tell a story even before the whistle blows to get things started. You can see what teams' plans are um, if they weigh in kids differently. Um, I remember, you know, this is five or six years ago now, uh, when before Southern Columbia went on this run, they wrestled at really good Montoursville team with the Hoffman brothers on it. Um, down at state duels and the the third morning i saw the weigh-in sheets they had bumped like three or four guys up and i said okay well you see exactly what they're going to do here they're going to try and steal some points that they haven't been able to get by moving some of their their upper weights around and and that's what i look for saturday morning when we get those weigh-in sheets because you know the matchups are such a critical part um and you only get one weigh-in on Saturday. So you have to show your hand at the start of the morning and everybody around you is doing their homework and knows exactly what you're going to do as well. Something else, you know, I kind of want to touch on because I did it uh, in the earlier part of this podcast, uh, you know, when talking about uh, just kind of uh, the breakdown of how the round of 16 went. Uh, you know, last night you had the opportunity uh, to watch the uh, Athens and South Williamsport uh, round of 16 matchup. South Williamsport, of course, advancing on. They'll take on Benton uh, coming up on uh, Saturday in the opening round uh, or the quarterfinal round, I should say, uh, down at Milton. But I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, South Williamsport Sport bumped up Bobby Gardner to take on Caden Setzer. Both of those guys, you know, in the uh, top of the area as far as the, their weight classes go. Setzer, like fourth, I think, uh, sitting in the regional rankings at 132. Gardner, of course, tops in the state at 26. I mean, even in a loss for Setzer at 9-8, isn't that just awesome to see uh, a kid like that who's wrestled tough all year get a match like that so close to the postseason? Absolutely. And, and, and we all know, like we've all, all been around the sport enough to understand that that tough, tough competition is, is what allows you um, to be prepared when the postseason rolls around and you can't bump away from the tough kids in your weight class. That match was important um, for three reasons on Wednesday night. Number one, each team needed that to win the dual meet. Number two, Bobby Gardner got the opportunity to wrestle a kid who was coming down from 138 pounds and, and was a little bit bigger and, you know, gave him an opportunity to get to a different set of his skills to, to try and find a win there. And for Caden Setzer, it, it got him an opportunity against the top ranked kid in the state who was on the podium last year in Hershey and is one of the favorites to challenge for a state title this year. Um, you know, that, that, that was a, a, a key match for those three reasons. And you're absolutely right, Shane. It's good for both those kids. I learned a lot about Caden Setzer on Wednesday night. I learned a lot about, you know, the guts inside of Bobby Gardner, a kid I've been watching for four years. You know, I, I learned a lot about both of those kids on Wednesday night. I've actually gone back and rewatched that match a couple times because it was, it was just so much fun. Duels, obviously, you know, uh, we've got the seating in. Everybody's ready to go. Uh, what is it about Benton that you really like uh, coming into this tournament and uh, why they are the top seed? There's balance in that lineup. Um, the other thing I really like is is kids at, at 189 and 215. Um, Jake Baberski, I think it's Nathan Crispel as well. These are two kids that are not supremely talented kids. But man, do they fight and, and they stay off their back. And uh, getting bonus points is, is great. Not giving up bonus points is probably more important than getting them. Um, if you look at a program like Reynolds, the reason they have had so much success is they play such good defense in their wrestling. They do not give up bonus points. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're not talking about they don't give up pins. They don't give up major decisions. They force you to beat them 7-3. to three. Um, they're going to force the official to call stalling on them. You know, they're, they're going to make that happen. And not giving up bonus points is what has allowed them to beat Southern Columbia in the state final for the last four years. So that's what I like about this Benton team is where they're not really strong, they don't give up a whole ton. But the, the, the thing is, they're really strong in a lot of places. Seth Cobb at 106 pounds has been absolutely fantastic. But you run through Chase Burke, Ethan Cobb, Caden Temple has been to the state tournament before. Um, 
I, I know I'm going to miss some guys in there as well. Um, Dylan better Granahan. Not for, you better not forget Nolan Lear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nolan Lear as, as well. I mean, you need guys in, in your lineup who can beat anybody in the state if you want to be that level of dual meet team, and that's what Benton has. District 4, obviously, uh, I think we both uh, agree for the duels right now. Benton seems to be the favorite coming into the weekend. Is it possible you could throw possibly three teams into a, uh, I guess I want to say like a, a little plastic bag and draw out any one of those three to fill the slots two, three, and four? Oh, man. Um, I think you could throw four teams, I, I think. Canton, Montoursville, Southern. I mean, that whole bottom half of the bracket is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that, you know, I, I think the best teams in the district are Benton, Canton, Montoursville, Southern, and Montgomery. And Southern, even without Wes Barnes, uh, who's done for the year, is still a, a tough team to wrestle. But I think those are the five best teams. And the fact that four of them are on one side of the bracket, I mean, that leaves, I'm not going to say a cakewalk because they're going to get you know, uh, good fights from from the teams they're facing in South and either Warrior Run or Tawanda, but it's pretty much a cakewalk for Benton to the finals and to the state tournament. It is going to be a grind for those four teams in the bottom half of the bracket. Um, you know, Frank and I made our predictions on on the, the District 4 podcast the other day, and as soon as we, we finished, I'm like, I, I don't like my predictions at all. You know, I, I want to go back and change it. I have no idea who's going to finish third. I have no idea who's going to finish second. I'm just pretty sure that Benton's going to win it. That's always a good thing to be. As long as you're good with with your top pick, I think uh, that, that definitely shows uh, at least you, you've got the guts to uh, stand on the hill there. But, no, I, you know, I'm with you because, uh, obviously, you know, Canton and Montoursville, uh, you know, for the quarterfinals, we don't know. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you've got – possibly Montgomery sitting there as well and you know as good as Montgomery has been I mean uh, we don't really know uh, you know I guess uh, how they might match up with teams like uh, Canton or a Montoursville who seem to be wrestling pretty solid right now you know I'm, I'm just looking down at my notebook here and I tried to to write out some of these matchups you know I've got Southern and Montgomery being decided by one point I've got Montgomery and Montoursville to being decided by one match, you know, a six point match there. Um, I've got Montgomery and Canton coming down to a two point match. Uh, I mean, that none of those teams, I think in the bottom half of the bracket are good enough to pull away from the other teams in the bracket, you know, so it's going to be a dogfight. It really is. The, no matter what the matchup there is. Um, I like Montgomery to get into the finals. Uh, I like their ability to get bonus points um, with, with some of their kids like Connor Hare and Devin Dean. Um, but I mean, if Montoursville finishes second, I'm not going to be shocked. If Canton finishes second, I'm not going to be shocked. If Southern finishes second, I'm not going to be shocked. It's it just, that's, that's just the nature of how that bracket falls. This whole District 4 duels tournament, you know, folks, as we've been saying, it's going to be a, an absolute uh, just jolt of electricity all day just to see uh, how that bottom half of the bracket shakes out. And, uh, you know, like we said, hey, that uh, quarterfinal round matchup uh, with Tawanda and Warrior Run, you know, kind of the rematch, that ought to provide a little bit of excitement as well. And uh, we'll definitely look forward to seeing all of it unfold this Saturday at Milton, 11 a.m. start time. And, uh, Mitch, I know you'll be uh, looking forward to uh, being in there as well are you bringing like your own personal like comfy chair like you're you're up in the pa power wrestling game now do they give you like your own like comfy chair and everything now no it's it's not it's not quite that good but the, the chairs they have over at milton they're, they're good enough for me so i as long as they let me in the building that makes me happy all right man well uh hey thanks again for uh taking some time here this week we'll look forward to uh catching up with you uh down at duels on saturday folks mitch rupert from pa power wrestling mitch how can folks follow you my friend uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mitch underscore Rupert, um, or you can go to uh, the PA Power Wrestling page at rockfin.com, and that's where all my stories and, and some of my video interviews are posted. Love uh, the work. Uh, love all the uh, accolades you do for the sport. And, uh, folks, give uh, Mitch a follow and uh, make all of his work feel appreciated because, uh, quite frankly, nobody enjoys a good pat on the back more than Mitch. I love telling myself how wonderful I am. And I love it even more when other people tell me that. So, All right. Well, Mitch, thanks again for stopping by here, and uh, we'll catch up with you Saturday. And uh, glad to be with you here on the podcast. Sounds good, Shane. Thanks for having me, buddy. 
Mitch Rupert from PA Power Wrestling. Always glad to have him along here on the podcast, and uh, he's always a welcome guest for sure. All right, time to take a break in the action. When we come back, we start our basketball discussions. We're going to start it off with senior Paige Manchester from the Tawanda Lady Knights. She's up next after this right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. There's always those nights of the week when no one in the family wants to cook. That's when you go to Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. At Jimmy's, you'll find a menu packed with delicious food items. Everything from Alfredo to chicken parm, even pizza, pasta, prime rib, and so much more. Call Jimmy's Park Hotel today for your takeout orders at 570-673-8777. That's Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton, open daily at 11 a.m. And like their page on Facebook for daily specials. Welcome back here, folks, on the NTL Now podcast this week. And uh, as promised, uh, after talking uh, wrestling in the last segment, it's time to dive into some girls basketball this time. And let's talk to one of the area's premier seniors on the girls' side. We've got Paige Manchester from the Tawanda Lady Knights with us here this week. Paige, you have no idea how awesome this is to have you on the podcast this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, very exciting to be on here. All right, Paige. So before we really dive into the whole season and everything, you know, I like to take some time and uh, get to know the athletes and that. So uh, first, you know, I'm kind of curious, what is it or what was it that really got you uh, involved in the sport of basketball? Ever since I was a little kid, I always used to play with my brother and his friends and I it just made me like fall in love with it. And then as I kept playing, I started playing in like third grade and ever since then I've loved it and I got into travel ball since I think sixth grade and it's just it's just been kept going up since then. It's amazing. Now, I'm curious, you know, everybody or every player, I guess I should say, pretty much, uh, you know, realizes their weaknesses, their strengths and such. Uh, where do you see yourself as a player, you know, even from like your freshman year to now, like how much you've developed your game? In like different situations, like handling the pressure, like the emotions and everything. When I was a freshman, I was scared. I never really wanted to take on that leader role if you know what I mean like I never I always just looked at for someone else to do it and like I know now that like you have to have players on your team that help other players out and just contribute on both ends of the court and just always have a positive attitude towards the game and different situations. Do you feel like, you know, your time not only, uh, you know, playing high school ball, but also travel ball and just kind of the interactions you've had, you know, with different coaches and such uh, has really helped make you what you feel like is a better leader today? All coaches have different, like, opinions, different, like, ways to help you grow and develop. And that's one thing that I'm very grateful for is that I've had such, like, numerous of, like, coaching, like, um, Coach Gentile, Coach Schakowsky, they're both amazing coaches. And um, like my travel coach, Jeremy Abrams, he's, they're just all great coaches and just great people all around. Let's take it back to the early part of the season. Uh, did you feel like this team, you know, even though it was very experienced, uh, would start fast? Uh, were you nervous with uh, players changing positions, that uh, things would start slow? I mean, kind of give me your assessment uh, of the team at the early start of the season. Um, I thought whatever we would do, we would try our best and we'd uh, play, play as much as we could to the best of our abilities. And um, I thought like in the beginning that – we were doing we were doing just as we were expected to do um which was just work hard try our best play hard every second of the game and it's just been building up to that it's we just keep on building and growing 
Okay, so looking at the NTL standings so far this season, obviously uh, the Tawanda Lady Knights have done uh, you know what they're supposed to do in the league. Three lone losses, though, on the outside of the league. Uh, one to Waverly, one to Berwick, and one to Loyal Sock as well. Uh, do you feel like, you know, as a senior player now, you learn more from those three losses than you do from the double-digit wins that you have? When we first played Berwick in the beginning of the season, we didn't really know what we were getting into, if you know what I mean. We just didn't, we didn't, we've never played them before. We've, ne we don't, we didn't know how they played basketball. Same with like Waverly and Loyal Sock. We had an idea, but we weren't quite sure. And we just knew that we had to give it our all and our hardest um, effort that we could give. And I definitely think that we did that against Waverly and Loyal Sack. That Those were the two big games that were kind of heartbreakers for us, but we do know that we tried our best. When you think about uh, the type of, uh, I guess, attitude Coach Gentile kind of brings to this group, were you surprised to see him, you know, kind of uh, bulk your schedule up a, a little bit, you know, bringing in, you know, a Berwick? Obviously, Loyal Sox going to be one of those teams uh, in the mix for you at the end as well uh, come district time. So, I mean, it, doesn't that, like, just reflect on him, on, uh, you know, kind of the, the coach that he is, uh, noticing, you know, the talent he has and, you know, wanting to really push you girls? He's just trying to make us better as a team and putting us in harder situations like that will only make us better. Um, it won't make us worse because playing good teams make you want to work harder and perform better and just and that's just preparing us for districts. Um, you know, we got to play Loyal Sock and that prepared us even more just in case we play Loyal Sock in um districts again this year. And it just it's just um it's a good thing to do for us just so then we keep on working and um, seeing what we're going up against. We always talk about uh, the competition, you know, amongst players, uh, amongst teams, coaches, and whatnot. You know, it was it was interesting because a couple of weeks ago, I actually had the ability uh, to uh, interview, uh, you know, the the Williamson Warriors coach as well, and and I was asking her, you know, what player, you know, that she enjoyed, uh, you know, watching out on the court. She made a mention of Maisie Newber. I'm going to pose the same question to you, kind of in uh, a player's perspective. Uh, who's a player that you know you really enjoy getting the opportunity to? play against you know somebody who you know is going to push you or, or somebody who's just going to kind of uh, make that night out on the court uh, more fun to play against definitely Maisie Newer. she's an outstanding uh, basketball player and Cadence Masek she's awesome on the court she makes it hard to like work around you know what I mean and um Addie Wheeler she's a freshman for Athens, she was a really good defender and really pushed me. That's always good to hear, you know, the the type of, uh, you know, uh, players' compliments as well. So I'm sure when they go back and listen to that, they're going to be like, wow, like we didn't really know, you know, how much, uh, you know, we actually pushed Paige. But, I mean, when you think about it, uh, obviously, you know, coming into this year, your senior year, uh, so much, I don't want to say notoriety, but, you know, a lot, you were obviously on the radar, you know, for a lot of coaches knowing that, uh, you know, you're obviously one of the top players in the league. I mean, what's it mean to you knowing that all of your hard work like that has paid off and you know like a, a lot of your your coaches you know and peers kind of uh revere you in that type of sense that you know you're a player that obviously the opposition has to game plan for it's amazing um it's definitely sometimes like I don't want to say overwhelming but it's not because I just want to play my my best and um try to help my team out as much as I can and just work hard and it's amazing to be able to be in that position and it's just it's overall just great so now you see the home stretch of the season coming up. Obviously, district playoffs are around the corner as well. I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm that, you know, uh, your teammates, uh, coaching staff, whatever, you know, you're, you're starting to kind of keep an eye, you know, on standings, you know, seeing like where you are, where some other teams are so far. I mean, is there is there chatter like that or, you know, uh, is it more of kind of a an internal thing where if we just play our game, we just focus on Tawanda, uh, we're going to be in great shape come uh, postseason time um definitely us just focusing on pushing ourselves and not focusing as much on other 
teams just focusing on us and just trying to play our best basketball is really what our game plan is. It's just to keep working hard in the gym and just keep on striving. Well, now that you know you have kind of uh, you know a, a handle on things as far as how the postseason and how the rest of the season should go, you know, I'm curious to get kind of the players' perspective, uh, you know, from you. What is it, in your opinion, that uh, the Tawanda Lady Knights need to do down this home stretch to be as best prepared for districts as possible? Definitely keep playing as one. Keep you know talking on defense, communicating, cheering each other on, whether you're in the game or on the bench or off the bench, it doesn't matter. We just need to keep playing as one, and I think we'll be just fine. Okay, so let's put the focus, uh, you know, kind of uh, future page now. Obviously, you know, the the season will take care of itself, uh, you know, but obviously, you know, all the hard work you've put in, uh, there's, you know, bigger goals ahead. So, I mean, where do you see yourself, you know, uh, playing into the future? I mean, are are you looking at, uh, you know, the potential of, uh, you know, basketball at the next level? Are you more of, uh, you know, the academic trend? I mean, what does uh, the future scholar, potential athlete Paige Manchester uh, behold? Um, I, I definitely do want to play at the higher level, the next level. Um, that's really why I got into travel basketball, not only just to make myself better as a player and as a person, but also to see where I could possibly go, you know, like if I could go to what, whatever college, you know, wants me to go to, it's just definitely playing at the next level. Now, what do you feel like your strengths would be at the next level? Do you see yourself as a ball handler, as a shooter, defender? I mean, where do you kind of evaluate yourself? Well, as you know, for Tawanda, I play the point guard. But for my travel team, I'm actually the post player. Um, so really anywhere I feel like um, I'm, I'd am i be comfortable at. Um, definitely down in the post a little bit more. Um, when you have like more of an advantage over like a smaller player, you know. All right, Paige. So, you know, before we uh, uh, conclude this interview, I do want to uh, get you out of here with this one. Uh, you know, you've spent, uh, you know, all your time uh, playing, you know, for this uh, basketball program for Tawanda. I mean, obviously you've had uh, great fan support, uh, great family support along the way. I mean, what has what it meant to you to have uh, the type of support you've had to kind of grow into the player that you've become? It means the world to me. Um you know, my dad has always been pushing me ever since I started playing. He plays a big part and a big role in the player that I've became. Same with my mom, my brother, my friends, my family, my coaches, and most importantly, my teammates. I don't think I would be the player that I am today without all of them. And that's they're the, they're the people that I think most. Paige Manchester, I have to say, you know, you've been a delight to have here this week on the podcast, uh, you know, for uh, a player who's got, you know, pretty much uh, the basketball world here in the Northern Tier League uh, in the palm of her hand. Uh, I must say, you've definitely got uh, a great uh, mindset, a great uh, head on your shoulders, and that's something that uh, any coach definitely enjoys to have. So uh, I want to wish you the best of luck uh, individually uh, for the rest of this season and to your teammates as well. And again, thank you for taking taking some time for the podcast this week. Thank you so much. That's Paige Manchester from the Tawanda Lady Knights. So glad to catch up with her this week. We continue the basketball talks next as we talk with Troy senior Ty Barrett. That comes up after this timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. 
Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays, 9 to 1. And welcome back here this week, folks, on the NTL Now podcast. Of course, uh, just a bit ago, we had the opportunity to talk with one of the star seniors on the girls' side in Paige Manchester. Well, now we get to talk to one of the star seniors on the boys' side, a potential player of the year candidate here in Troy Senior, Ty Barrett. Ty, glad to catch up with you this week. Hey, nice talking to you. All right, Ty, before we really uh, dive into, you know, your senior season, the the Trojan season as a whole, uh, let's kind of take a little bit of time here and, uh, you know, kind of get to know Ty Barrett a little bit. Uh, Ty, you know, uh, earlier uh, when I was talking with Paige, I kind of asked her, and I'm going to ask you the same question, uh, what is it, you know, that got you involved in the sport of basketball? What is it that you love about it that uh, kind of kept you interested? When I was in third grade, I started working out with uh, Coach Renzi every Sunday, and Pretty much then, I just fell in love with it and wanted to work out as much as I possibly could. So now that you see yourself uh, as a senior now, I mean, is it hard to believe uh, how much time has passed and how much you've grown as a player? Yeah, it's honestly crazy. I mean, it feels like I was a freshman last year, and now I'm getting ready to graduate. Uh, It's pretty sad watching it go that quick, but it's been a fun ride. So, you know, let me take you back, uh, you know, to your freshman year because, uh, you know, you're one of those guys who maybe uh, folks kind of forget had to deal with some adversity. I mean, you came in as a freshman, you know, everybody was kind of looking forward to seeing, you know, uh, you know how your freshman season would go. Unfortunately, uh, you got sidelined with that injury. I mean, uh, what was it like, you know, kind of being a young kid, you know, at uh, 14, 15 years old, you know, you're, you're getting some varsity time and then you get, uh, you know, kind of your season shut down with that injury. I mean, uh, what was it like? for you then uh you know and did that kind of teach you how to overcome adversity uh it was awful it put me down i obviously wanted to be on the court and playing but um i learned a lot from watching uh, on the sideline and tried to help out as much as i could but i knew to meet my personal goals i was gonna have to work extra hard to make up all the missed games and uh i've done a pretty good job doing that now Nice transition there because that was going to be kind of my next segue to, uh, you know, you and things you were kind of looking forward to coming into this season. So talk about those personal goals a little bit. I mean, what was it uh, that was kind of circling your mind uh, as you headed into uh, the offseason to prepare for this year? I mean, what was it you were really thinking about uh, you wanted to accomplish? 2,000 points is my main goal, uh, obviously, along with all the championships I want to win with as a team, but... Uh, the record will come along the way with that if I can make it there. And, uh, you know, the more we win, the more games we get, and that would be the more points I'll score. But uh, I knew if I worked hard in the off season, I could put myself right around there. It's fun to watch you because, you know, to see you and how much you've grown uh, as a player through the years, uh, and especially this year, I don't know, like, how you assess yourself, but, you know, the more I've watched you, the more I see kind of like a guy who takes the first half to kind of analyze and kind of dissect, you know, where you can get uh, best with the ball to get your scoring opportunities. And then in the second half, it's like you go into full attack mode, and I don't know, like, if you're like Superman who goes into a phone booth and like uh, just kind of changes into your cape or how this works. But I mean, for the most part, it seems like you, you have that first half where it might be, you know, five or six points, third quarter, you come out and it's like a double digit quarter. So kind of, uh, is this something that like you've noticed yourself this year? I mean, is this something that, uh, you know, you kind of just do purposely to kind of get yourself into the game? I think sometimes it has to do with uh, sometimes our team, my teammates can keep us in the game and I don't really need to go all out. So, you know, I look at the floor and spread things out, get other people involved. So then hopefully down the stretch, they'll still be on. Second half, I know it's go time and I want to either seal out the game or take over the game. And that's what I always try to do. 
Well, speaking of taking over a game, obviously, uh, you know, for uh, yourself, uh, a good performance, uh, you know, earlier this week uh, against Wellsboro, another 35-point night. Uh, you know, I think your season average is hovering somewhere uh, around 30. I just feel like you relish going into uh, opponents' gyms and having, you know, kind of the eyes on you and, like, the more the pressure's kind of uh, building, the more you just seem to shine. Yeah, honestly, I have trouble getting myself, like, full into some of these league games where, you know, we're getting up big. But uh, when the time when the time comes where I know we're going to need me and uh, it's a prime time game, the environment's great, those are my favorite. All right, so let's take the, the focus to uh, the team now because obviously, you know, coming off of the uh, semifinals loss last year in districts down at Central Columbia, uh, there had to have been, you know, kind of a big buzz heading into this season as the team, you know, where, you know, if just a few more guys maybe stepped up, uh, this team could be pretty special. I mean, was that kind of a message that uh, you know, Coach Renzi was delivering to you guys uh, heading into this year? We had this motto that was, uh, we not me, trying to get more guys involved and uh, wanting to feel like they can be a part of the win. So um, last year we were obviously upset with that loss, and we knew, honestly, we should have won that game. So this year we really came into it, worked hard in practice, and uh, tried to get everyone's confidence up. I look at you know your team as a whole, and, and it still just amazes me the confidence that Coach Renzi has in you know even the the, the ninth or tenth guy on the bench, and how deep you guys can go. I mean, what are practices like uh, you know for you guys? I mean, is Coach just basically kind of interchanging guys and and kind of making you uh, you know play with with uh, you know even the uh, I guess like the the eighth the ninth guys on the bench, you know, just so everybody's kind of uh, getting a feel for each other. Early in the year, we were doing a lot of scrimmaging and practice, and it really didn't matter who was on whose team. It was going to be a competitive game. And honestly, when I'm on the court, it doesn't matter who's out there. I feel like everyone has the same talent and can show that on the court. I think every team needs an energy guy, and I don't know <laughs> where you know this uh, this mantra comes from. I don't know if he's just you know one of those guys who just you know feeds off of uh, you know kind of the crowd reaction or what. But I, I I love watching Mason Impt on the basketball court, and it's like whenever he gets an opportunity for maybe like an and one or maybe just kind of uh, draws a, a, an opponent's foul or something like that, something. That that sparks him it's just always fun to see his reactions and knowing you know that he's there to battle for you guys man it's awesome he's super athletic and super quick on his feet for how big he is but that energy really helps out the whole team we all feed off of it he gets the crowd going and i mean that helps us sometimes in these close games now, what was your assessment, uh, you know, coming into this season, uh, you know, for, you know, your senior year? Obviously, you know, all eyes uh, were going to be, uh, you know, on you and, uh, you know, kind of your performances. But, uh, you know, as far as the team goes, I mean, what was it you thought that, you know, if, if this happened, you know, this season, this team could be really special? If we could have a decent amount of points coming off the bench, I knew that, that could bring us a lot more wins than usual. And, I mean, guys got stronger, more confident, and we shoot a lot just because if we're hitting shots with our defense, we won't lose very many games. I think what's great about this team is, and, you know, people sometimes ask me my opinion or whatever, and not that that matters much, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, I like uh, kind of seeing uh, teams perform as a whole, and I don't know why, but for some reason, uh, the Waverly game about a week and a half ago just sticks in my mind. I just feel like, you know, from, from start to finish, uh, even though that game was close all the way through, I felt like, you know, uh, amongst uh, as far as balance goes, that was like the most complete game that, uh, you know, your team had played all season. I loved it because, you know, you were, you know, close to 20. Ethan Benoy chipped in. He had like probably his best game of the season as far as uh, both ends of the floor. Mason Impt was in there as well. I, you know, and did it just kind of, you know, make you feel like, wow, you know, when, when we're balanced, I mean, who can touch us? Yeah, I, I mean, we they came out and played us man-to-man at first. I came down and hit a pull-up three, and then they went directly to 3-2. And that's when I decided to play more of a facilitator role and get everyone involved. And, I mean, that's what we really need to do. 
they didn't want me to score. So other guys needed to step up, and they did. Uh, Mason, he pulled down, I think, 17 rebounds, 16 rebounds that game. So he was killing it, and Ethan was killing it. So, I mean, that obviously gives the team more confidence going down the stretch. All right, so, you know, let's speak about this stretch run because obviously, you know, you guys are uh, in the top five right now of the district rankings and such. Uh, what's Coach Renzi talking to you guys about, you know, as you're getting ready to finish up the league season and uh, get ready for the postseason? I mean, what's he really uh, putting the focus on for uh, things you guys need to work on heading into this postseason stretch? He's making sure that everyone stays humble. I mean, we all know what we can do, but uh, he makes it clear that we're not there yet and we do need to improve and uh, stay determined to get better. I mean, uh, defensively, we're very good. We have some games where we don't hit the shots that we need to do. But uh, if we can do that down the stretch, then it can take us a long ways, and he just keeps repeating that. You know, kind of talk about Coach Renzi just from the standpoint of what he's meant to this program so far. I mean, ever since he's taken over, uh, I admire the fact that, you know, he's always out there uh, through the JV games and such, and he's really making that conscious effort to really make sure he's building this program, you know, all the way up through from the JVs up to the varsity. Yeah, I mean, he cares about the best player on the team all the way down to the guy that's sitting on the end of the bench. He wants us all to be involved and uh, believes in all of us to get better. And, I mean, even with the younger guys, he's helping out with them all the time. All right, so let's put the focus, you know, back on you and, you know, what you're looking at here uh, as the uh, future of uh, basketball for Ty Barrett. I mean, is uh, is basketball something uh, that you see uh, in your future? I mean, are you looking at maybe uh, uh, academics for college, you know, maybe going on more of uh, an academia path? Or, uh, you know, is, uh, is basketball definitely something you're looking at? I'm 100% going to play basketball. I mean, that's what I have wanted to do all my life, and I want to ride it out as long as I can go. I just don't know at this point in time where I am going to go. All right, so let's play kind of like a player analysis or whatever. If you were kind of a recruiter scouting you, I mean, what would you say are your best strengths heading into you know the potential recruitment and such? Um, I'm obviously a really good shooter, and I think I can pretty much shoot with anyone out there. But I'm also more of a leader than more pe than people know. I can get guys involved. I mean, even this year I started taking charges and trying to be more of a leader on defense and keep the energy going. So I think I'm really at this point a complete player that uh, could play at a high level. You know, I got to tell you, that's a really good analysis and uh, something, you know, that I've definitely noticed, uh, not only uh, with yourself, but also the team, you know, the focus that's been there uh, as far as the defensive effort goes. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would beg to differ that there is a team in the league who has taken more charges this year than the Troy Trojans defensively that's for sure but all right Ty let's uh let's get you out of here with this one uh Ty you know you see your teammates every day you're in the gym with them all the time uh, I'm curious you know to get your assessment I mean Troy is going to accomplish a lot through the postseason if what happens if we stay determined to win and um, everyone gets along. I mean, that's a big thing that I don't think we really have to worry about. Uh, we all care about each other a lot, and we want to ride this journey out as far as we can. Ty, I got to tell you, man, it's been a pleasure to have you here this week on the podcast, you know, to uh, be able to finally have some time to uh, kind of sit down with you because I know, you know, our schedules are obviously all over the place. And, uh, you know, to hear kind of, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, uh, encouragement for your team and, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, you've kind of improved uh, as far as a player goes. I mean, it's awesome and uh, much continued success to you as well as the uh, Trojan team as well. And uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how far this ride goes and uh congratulations to you on a great senior year thus far and uh good luck to you and the trojans the rest of the way my man hey thanks shane it was good to get out of here with you that's Troy senior guard Ty Barrett here on the NTL Now podcast. Big thanks to him for taking some time this week uh, to join us. Also a big thanks to senior guard Paige Manchester from the Tawanda Lady Knights. And of course, Mitch Rupert stopping by to talk some District 4 duels wrestling, uh, courtesy of uh, PA Power Wrestling as well. So big thanks to all of our guests this week right here on the podcast. 
want to remind listeners, if you are coming to Milton for District 4 Duels Wrestling on Saturday, quarterfinal round action starts at 11 a.m. If you are coming down, purchase your tickets online, piaad4.net. Click on the championship link uh, for tickets and uh, get your tickets, and uh, we'll see you down there coming up on Saturday. Again, want to thank all of you listeners out there, no matter how you listen, via Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course uh, online at ntlsports.com. Always glad to have you along. Remember, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Drop some likes, drop some comments. Definitely love to hear from all the fans out there. All right, so I guess with that, it is my turn to split on out of here and go enjoy the rest of the sports weekend. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Wiggle Shane for updates from District 4 Duels at Milton on Saturday. I'll be there to uh, watch not only our NTL teams, but to see how the District 4 Duels unfold as well. Have yourselves a great rest of your sports week. Stay safe and uh, stay out of the weather. We'll talk to you next week for another edition of the NTL Now podcast. And remember, as always, the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.